0: An entitled Karen constantly calls into my place of business just to insult us whenever she has to make a payment on her account. And after dealing with this for so many months, I finally had had enough, deciding to fight fire with fire and show this Karen exactly how toxic she truly is. Here's what happened. I used to work customer service for an insurance brokerage and now I manage a customer service team and I am in charge of client retention as well. So I don't receive calls anymore and only make a few but this specific client is honestly one of the worst. It's one where I always have to call her back after one of her little tantrums. So this entitled Karen has made it very clear from the first interaction that I had with her almost two years ago that she's very unhappy with our service as well as our fees. Which by the way, she knew about all of our fees and services available ever since she signed the dotted line. And trust me, she had so much she had to read. She always calls us to make her payments. She always complains about the fee. We always let her know she can call the carrier directly or set up an auto pay to avoid these fees, and her response every time is to say the following, why on earth would I do that if you're supposed to be my agent? I don't need to be doing that. So whenever I have to call her, I would just let her vent and curse for a while, and then in my calmest customer service voice, I would say to her, okay, whenever you're ready, you can give me the card number. She always says that when she opened her policy with us, the one agent who sold it to her would explain all of her renewals for her at the office. But now that ever since he started working from home, it's just been an issue left and right. I've always asked him about this entitled Karen, since she'd called back saying that she wanted to cancel her policy. You know, to see if he would give her a call to re-quote her with a different carrier, as well as to find out if he could find anything cheaper for her. He just saw the name and said, No, I know who that is, she's always like that, and I've re-quoted her several times. There is literally no other carriers for her. She's insulted virtually everyone in the agency and has been the first person to earn the title of rude client pinned straight to her file she calls and insults whoever gets the call and on the next one complains and lies about how she was treated by the last person we keep recordings of all of our calls so i know for a fact that she is lying we also have a five-star rating on google as well as our yelp reviews most of our new business is from referrals so she's really the only one who has a problem with us well the other day the entitled karen called but the person who took her call was having technical difficulties. He couldn't hear her much and wasn't sure if she could hear him as well. So he repeated a few times, ma'am, I don't know if you can hear me, but I cannot hear you. I'm going to hang up the call now and call you back. And then he hung up the call. And honestly, this is where things really started to pop off. So after he hung up the phone, he got a call as soon as he did and he had to pick it up. And when he was done with that, the entitled Karen in question was already calling again. He picked up the phone and immediately she was just insulting him, not letting him speak and not even saying what she needed help with. Then she hung up the phone on him. This representative, let's call him James, that's not his real name, called me immediately to explain what had just happened and test his line at the same time. It was indeed having some issues, so he ended up having to reboot his router and computer. So I called this Karen back. Since she was clearly upset, and well, I mean, I had to do my job with client retention, right? When she picked up and I said my name, she immediately started cussing while also saying no one ever treated her so badly as James just did. She said she already knew who I was since we have spoken several times before and that she wanted corporate to do something about James. She said to me, James should be fired. You need to be more careful about who you have working for you. I tried to explain to her the situation at hand and that he was indeed having issues with his line, but she said that it was a lie and that he acted as if he was doing me a favor by taking my call when it's actually his job. Job. I then told her that I had personally listened to the call recording, that we take complaints very seriously and so on and so on. But she said that she didn't care. She stated that she knew this was being recorded and then proceeded to say as many curse words as she could think of as if she was going off of a list. She then said she wanted corporate to hear that because she was so angry. Then this woman did something that honestly stunned me. I mean, she seriously had no shame. She told me that she was customer service before and now quality control. So she she could tell when someone was being unprofessional. But I mean, this lady is clearly out of line. Like, I have quite literally gotten emails from her business email insulting me in the process with her automatic signature set up to say, respectfully, Karen, customer relations. Like, how is that professional? To use your company email like that and the signature with the actual body of the emails is honestly hilarious. These emails that she sent to me, by the way, in the past, I always get them after she makes a payment with us. She complains that we did send her the receipts when I can literally see they are attached to the email that we sent her. I just resend them and I say to her, you can find both the carrier receipt and the service fee receipt attached on the previous email, but I have also attached them here for your convenience. Anyways, after all of this, I spoke with the owner. She listened to my calls and James and said that she'd send Karen an email with the recordings so she can hear herself being so rude. Well, ever since then, we haven't heard back from her in a while, but I'm sure this Karen will come out of hiding and this saga will absolutely continue. That Karen is absolutely obnoxious. Who calls in just to start insulting people instead of setting up, I don't know, auto-pay of some kind? Like, seriously, she wants to sit there and go through some kind of call center just to make her payment every month for whatever service she has? Like, that lady must be really bored, or she's clearly looking for trouble. This must clearly be her only chance to get out all of her frustrations in life, because this behavior is so unbelievable. So, in my opinion, good for the original poster and the way that they handled this, they really did stay calm in the face of an awful storm, and hopefully for the sake of you and all of your coworkers, you never have to deal with this Karen ever again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. My entitled bosses treat me like garbage and refuse to pay me after I say that I'm leaving to go to another company, so I decided to get some revenge. And as a result, I make their life a living nightmare even after I left the company. Here's what happened. So I was an in-house lawyer for a multinational company that sold software. I specifically joined this relatively lesser-known company to learn more about compliance. The stock was listed on the stock exchange, meaning more compliance work that needed to be done. And I highlighted this specifically as one of the reasons for my seeking out a change. But I quickly discovered that it was filled with senior citizens when I joined. Basically, it was a company filled full of old-timers who are there purely because they're close to the company's owners. As part of the onboarding experience, I had to sit through sermons of how they changed the industry and how they know this, that, or the other. This meant I had three different bosses. One senior guy who was the fixer, I'll call him senior number one for convenience, and no one really knew what he did, but he got a cabin to himself. Another was an ex-senior management guy who got a gig from the owner to negotiate tech contracts. This'll be senior guy number two. I highlight this because this ex-senior management guy actually asked me what an EULA was. And an EULA stands for End User License Agreement. Another guy was my reporting manager with whom I was expecting to work on a day-to-day basis with. And this is senior guy number three. So anyways, one month after joining, I was told that the company was going private through a sale to another entity. And honestly, I was shocked. But I had loans to pay, so I continued working there. For some reason, I was senior enough for them to handle this independently. This meant that I worked through the night to complete tasks that a law firm would ordinarily do. I also worked on the definitive agreement that was in use for the company to be sold. And trust me, this will be important later on. By the third month, I had decided the role wasn't what was advertised and I was essentially cheap labor. The buyers were from another city and planned to have their office there. Now, I was not keen on moving, so I basically read between the lines and I started lining up interviews. Well, things went south very quickly. The old-timers were unhappy that I was looking for a job because that would mean they have to answer to the owners, or even worse, they would then have to do the job themselves. And once they started to persecute me a lot more, it really solidified my resolve to leave this company. All of my complaints about senior guy number one and two, all to senior guy number three, were met with typical management talk. He sympathized and badmouthed them for burdening the company that he tolerates, only because they are closer to the owner. Senior guy number two even started countering all of my Remarks and comments. And these were all drafted up in an email. I mean, even minor agreement points required discussions. But if it was his mistake, then we had a call. However, if senior guy number two raised the point, it suddenly made commercial sense. This wasn't my first rodeo, and I really didn't care about proving a point because I want it out as soon as possible. Any pushback or fights are just gonna be left on deaf ears. Because from where I am, labor laws are at best recommendations unless you're unionized. The only really is to leave. I was so angry and tired of being pushed over, but I wondered if it was just me angry at the whole situation and finding faults. But I had an opportunity to test my theory. So in one of the contracts that we were drafting, I made some comments and sent them over to senior guy number two. As expected, he countered with verbal suggestions on the phone, which didn't make any sense, obviously. But however, because he is senior, I had to do the song and dance to explain the points. So I arranged the call, explained to him and documented this on email, attributing each verbal recommendation as well as the time of the call and the decision suggested by him. Then I sent this back to him for approval. However, this time I also sent that email to my boss who's senior guy number three and asked for his approval on recommendations. Surprisingly, this practice was entirely new to them. Both of them were incredibly angry with me. Senior guy number two and three were not happy. Senior guy two was being questioned for the first time in email and senior guy number three couldn't ignore my email as the head of my department. Unsurprisingly, I got a single line non-answer from senior guy number three, basically asking me to discuss this with senior guy number two, followed by a verbally heated instruction to just do what senior guy number two wants and not bother him. Now, I was sure that this wasn't going to work for me in the short term or in the long term. So I resigned and gave my notice period of one month. Senior guy number three was really mad because he thought the notice period was for three months and the sale of company was expected to close in one to two months. And then as you would expect from any toxic work environment, especially right after you decide to resign, I was treated like absolute garbage for the entire month that I was still there. On the last working day, I walked up to senior guy number three's cabin and did the courteous communication of simply saying thank you. He basically told me that I'm picking a huge fight and he will make sure that I never get employed in the industry ever again. He also told me that he is not going to pay me my full and final settlement of dues and a relieving letter, which, by the way, from where I'm from in India, that is a huge deal to get for your next job. Employers hold off on these as blackmail for troublesome employees. His tone implied that there is very little I could do because they were all senior guys and they've apparently been there and done that. I mean, I wasn't the first disgruntled employee for him. So I said my goodbyes, I got the IT department to confirm that I had returned the company assets, and I forwarded my personal email. However, I I was furious as well at the whole ordeal and had made up my mind not to show this on my resume. And it's honestly right about here that my revenge really started to take place. For starters, once I left, I spoke with my friend and decided to serve a legal notice, detailing the ordeal and all the treatments sent towards me. Ordinarily, the legal notice barely makes a difference as the management is usually thick-skinned about it. However, the legal notice was also sent to the owners, not just the company. This wasn't really required, but I did it anyways. It turns out many directors were absolutely angry at senior guys number one, two, and three, but they decided to remain quiet about it, just trying to wait and sell this company out. My act of involving the owners meant the entire board got involved, including outside directors. This turned into a festival of explanations by all three in front of the owners. From what I hear, they all had to personally take leave to meet the owners themselves and explain themselves as naughty children in front of their parents. Needless to say, everyone in the company was talking about that incident. I waited for one month to see if the notice had any effect aside from them being chewed out like children. Expectedly, I got no response, but I knew from the grapevine that they now had to spend money on a law firm to reply to me because shareholders were aware of this information. I had made my point by now, but I wanted more. I really didn't want to drag it because I was also looking for jobs and I had loans to pay. However, their template management response basically implied that since I had left without notice, they were evaluating all options, including considering me a wall. Senior guy number two basically said to me that he will not pay me my dues or my relieving letter, and implied that there is very little that I can do about it. So, being the petty person that I am, I made plans to get both. Now, since I had access to the definitive agreement, and remembered huge details about it, having worked with law firms through the agreement in detail, I was also aware of who stays and goes, and I made sure to speak to those who were being let go, and because of my involvement, this caused mass resignations in the company, with several deadlines being missed. I also knew the specific approvals that would trigger because of the transaction, so I spoke to the authority who would approve this transaction as a disgruntled employee. The authority made their own inquiries, the owners got spooked, and it was definitely not serious enough to scare them into thinking that the deal won't get approved, but the mere fact that a government authority was calling them meant that they now had to deal with the authority, which also would have never happened if it wasn't for me. Now, as a result, the buyer used this as a low-value bargaining chip, citing bad employee experience and resignation of several key members on key projects. And also, because I was calling around and basically getting the authorities on them, I got my dues and relieving letter all within 48 hours of doing that. The company got gossip for years on how the management was dumb enough to mess with the lawyer, including a sermon from the owners on how we shouldn't upset employees when they are trying to sell the company. Senior guy number one and two were left red-faced but ended up surviving because of old ties. However, their contracts were not renewed. But honestly, it felt so nice to get revenge and throw these scumbags right under the bus. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. That is honestly a great way to get back at these people. I mean, after all the work that you did for that company, and all the things that you tried to do, despite the fact that these guys were being really lazy and just didn't want to do their job, with all of that in consideration, they seriously were going to be like, oh, we're not going to pay you. Also, we're not going to give you a good letter. See you later. Like, that is messed up, and I know if I was in that situation, I wouldn't know what to do. But thankfully, this original poster is a lawyer. They are not someone you want to mess with, and honestly, these senior guys bit off more than they could chew. Now, the original poster does go on to say that the revenge he got is pretty tame in comparison to what you might read online, but trust me, these guys were sweating. The second you started complaining, all of their sins were brought to light, and they had nowhere to hide. That, in my opinion, is the best way to get back at people like this. You hold their feet to the fire, and you hit them where it hurts. And that's exactly what you did. You brought all of their horrible treatment and all of their threats right to the light, and you made them explain themselves to the owner and and the outside directors. Not to mention the fact that they had to go to the shareholders just to explain why they were acting the way that they were. I can only imagine how embarrassed they probably were and honestly, with all things considered, they completely deserved it. Like, they were not going to pay you for your time at that company. They were also not going to give you a good letter moving forward to your new company. That is such a scumbag thing to do and people like that absolutely should be put in their place. So you know what? Good for you for getting that kind of revenge. These guys absolutely had it coming, and I really think that if you decided to stay quiet, then they would probably never get punished for the things that they did. Am I the jerk for lending money to a friend, all without asking my wife first? Here's what happened. Okay, so we've been married for five years, and we have a son who's four years old and a daughter who's two years old. We currently live in a very nice place. I bought this house from my uncle before we started dating, and my parents paid for most of it. We are close to virtually everything important, like two multi-specialist hospitals and school some colleges malls theaters and subways which are literally a maximum of 15 minutes away from our house so as you can see from my description we don't need a new house but my wife thinks the problem is is that there are too many old people here my wife told me that she feels old here because there are so many old people living around us most of the people here are rich 40 to 50 year old couples who have retired to find some peace for reference i'm 33 years old and my wife is 29. now i don't mind because when i first shifted here, our neighbors literally treated me like their son, so I really don't want to leave this place. Two years after our marriage, my wife insisted I buy a new house. Now, I refused, because her idea was to sell this house and buy a new one, but I told her that I wasn't going to sell this place at any cost. She must have seen how firm I was and didn't want to bring up the subject again, but after our daughter was born, she said we should at least save some money for the future, with her primary idea being that we would move to the center of the city. And it's right then that I realized that she didn't move on from wanting a new house. But it's not bad to save money, so I agreed. Now, it is worth noting to her that we both work, but my salary is a little more than double hers. So I made major contributions to that savings. Anyways, a couple of days ago, my friend asked me for some money. I didn't have that much on me, so I lent him from our savings. I then told my wife as soon as I got home, and she got so angry, and asked me why I lent him money from the savings. I told her the reason, but she was still so angry. She said to me, how can I trust someone blindly if he doesn't return the money? I said that I knew him way longer than her. I mean, we literally went to school together and his entire family, even his cousins knew me as well. She then said to me, well, why didn't you ask me first? I said that it wouldn't have made a difference because I contributed the most and we are not in need of a new house immediately. So I would have lent him the money either way. She then started crying and went into our room and now she has not talked to me since. Now, I know I might have said some rude things, but honestly, I need to know. Am I the jerk for lending out money from our savings to my friend, all without asking my wife? What should I do? Yeah, that's a really messed up thing to do. First and foremost, I absolutely think that you are the jerk in this situation. You took money that belongs to both you and your wife, and you gave it to your friend under the assumption that he would pay you back. You literally took money away from your wife, and any hope of her finding another place to live. And here's the thing, your wife's opinion at absolutely matters. If she doesn't want to live there, then maybe you should try and get off your high horse and try and see where she's coming from here. Like, she's clearly unhappy and that money meant a lot to her in terms of I don't know, saving up to get another house. But also beyond all of that, beyond her not wanting to live where she's at or anything like that, honestly, the fact that you did this without talking to her is so toxic. There is no good excuse for this. That is money that's meant for the both of you, and in my opinion, you absolutely should have talked to her first. Like, seriously, think about it. How would you feel if she took all of that money and decided to send it off to somebody else that you didn't know? Like, I'm pretty sure you would be angry and questioning pretty much everything going on. So I really don't think you should be surprised why your wife is getting upset about this. So yes, I think you're the jerk here, and you really need to make this right. Either set up some kind of like high payment plan with this friend, or try and go back on this deal and be like, "Sorry, I need the money back." Because making this decision with that money without talking to her first is honestly really toxic, and there's no excuse. For the way you acted. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.